Before today's episode starts, just a quick one from us. If you're currently listening on Apple and Spotify and you enjoy listening to Strike It Big, consider leaving a five-star review along with what you thought of the pod. As the more reviews we get, the more the podcast grows and the bigger and better the guests get. Thanks in advance. Bring on the pod. We've managed to recently hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. Let's have a drink to that. So I thought it'd be fun to go through who our favourite guest has been and how much money that episode has made. This episode in total received 330 But I'm going to tell you my most disappointing one. When you make it to a certain degree of wealth, you think uh, gold diggers come? For a young guy, if you want to have attract a nice young lady, then you need to have an empire in place. But isn't that the, the end goal for everyone? Nah, it is for the majority of people. I think that's quite sad. In 10 years as well, the girl that you get that's a top level girl won't be the top level girl anymore. That's why you upgrade every 10 years. Oh. So something I thought would be fun is if we go around and come up with a plan of how we would start from scratch and make 100K. Right, boys. First podcast all together. First time the viewers are really seeing all of us and there's no guest but you're you're like I'd like to think I'm the the guest yeah but you're not because you're always here and they're not seeing you in the background so I thought a good way to start is if we all do an elevator pitch for each other and just say nice nice things about each other wow yeah so who wants to go first you dad I'll start and I'll introduce Tom, who is our head of content creation. He is the man behind all the latest videos and all the great new setup that you're seeing on the main channel and also on Strike It Big. He's uh, he's a great bloke, very, very funny, done a little bit of acting in his time as well. In uh, Peter Pan, I believe. <laughs> That's like so a big selling point. It's true. We'd it's get true. That in. And um, there is one really, really annoying thing about Tom. And it really gets my goat, I've got to say. Hang on. Really annoying. Go on. Whenever this guy goes into a clothes shop, whatever he throws on, he bloody looks good. And you, you go, really? And he comes out and goes, do I look good in this? Of course you do. You look good in everything. <laughs> It's so annoying. I didn't realise this was a struggle that you've been having with me all this time. And I go, right, Mark, all you got to do is find some some nice trousers to put on and a nice shirt. I can't find a thing. Cannot find a thing in Dubai. No one my size. I do feel you on that one, though. In Dubai, it was a problem. When we was going to go into the desert with E-Man, no notice. Right, we need some new clothes now. So where are we? We're Zara. We're H&M. We're everywhere. I can't find a thing. Tom's two and done. Shorts. Zara Zara was your shot, wasn't it? So, Tom, who are you going to introduce? Do I have a choice in this? Yeah. Okay, I will introduce Curtis. God. He is very much a YouTube mastermind, and the mastermind, uh, alongside Mark, of course, behind everything you see on this channel and on Mark's channel, he does a lot more behind the scenes than people would think. Um, He's very motivated. He works very, very hard. Um... He <laughs> he's loving this. Did, did you know that um, I used to swim as well? He right? used to swim. He used to swim. He We've also, never mentioned He's that. also probably the most competitive person I've ever met. Really? He thinks he can beat anyone. He 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 said the other day I could beat Anthony Joshua in a boxing match. And three months like, of training. Three fine. months. That's all it no, takes. To be fair, I, I yeah, I don't think that. But I think I could beat most people. He's given, very given a bit of training. He's very competitive in every aspect, which is. Part of the reason that he's he's done so well in life, so that's a good thing. What don't you like about him, though? Oh, 
we there's a lot there's a, there's a long list i actually don't I actually don't know i wish i could think of something. what about schedules we could use that one. Oh, he's not very good at keeping to schedules but yeah i frantically like to do my work at the last minute yeah you're very impulsive mm. so if, if you get an idea instead of like what i'll do i'll think about it for a couple of days mull it over talk to people about it if you get an idea you'll just we're done it's done if i think like successful people have a bias towards action you need to get things done and then see and, and test the result yeah I, I think i heard it on some podcast once that there's two different types of a decision one that you can make and you can't go back from and one you make and you can reverse it so the ones that you can make and reverse it you should make as many of those as quickly as possible but the ones you can't reverse you have to really think about but what about productive procrastination well what I is suppose. productive procrastination right so it's, productive it's running the business behind the scenes yeah but it's essentially having a list of things that need to get done yeah and other things that are good to get done don't necessarily need to get done but they're funner it's an issue with um prioritizing funner they're more fun. They're more fun. So in, instead of, for example, writing a script for the next video, he might do like a mind map for the, the future vision of the business for the next 10 years, yeah, which is a fun thing. Uh, and but which, then we don't have a video for the tomorrow. And we all know it's going to change the following day. Oh yeah, yeah of course, because he's <laughs> impulsive. No, but it's always changing. And that's the, that's the fun thing. If we just knew where we were going all the time, then it, it wouldn't be anything. I suppose like there's a big vision, but then as you go along, you can adjust the route. You know, it's, it's it's more fun. So, Curtis, who are you going to introduce? I'll introduce the main man himself, Kai. Yay. Kai always had a big ego. Yep. When we first started out in the in the business, well, I mean, you came in probably about a year into us making content. You were very on it straight away. So I put out on Instagram, we're looking for an assistant because I was sick and tired dealing with dad all the time, just me and him. It was a... Uh, Getting a bit too argumentative, wasn't it, in the early days? We're working Family a lot business. together. So we needed Always someone hard. We needed someone to come in and mediate. And that was you. Mm. You replied to the story straight on the text message. Boom, 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 boom. You're really keen. Mm. Like really, really keen. Ooh. Came up early, made sure you're on time. And we just hit it off, didn't we? Straight away. So I think, yeah, you're you're very good at selling. That's something that we've um, we've come to to realise. Yeah, we had to get an extension to the studio, though, didn't we, to find to room for his ego? ego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, Listen, that, that is an issue with Kai. It is. Um, he does like to speak all the time. He's, he's trying to butt in on his own nice yep. uh, <laughs> nice piece here. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think that you're very very skilled at the gift of the gab. Like you can sell. What is it? Ice to Eskimos. Mm. So that's what you do mainly in the business now. And you're selling deals left, right and centre. And you're doing a brilliant job. Thank you very much. For the record, I, I also would say that Kai's ego is actually one of the things that we all like about Kai. Because it's, it's, I think it's, I don't know if it's actually as big as he makes out it is. But either way, it's just, it's hilarious. The if things if he Kai comes out have with. his ego, then he just he wouldn't be the yeah. same. It's, so like, like it's, it's a little bit like being on the set of the In Betweeners every day he comes down, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I mean he's not that. But the thing is though, with Kai, he might say the stuff and it might sound outlandish, but he actually does back it up with action, mm. and he is successful in his own right. So I appreciate that. Although yeah, Jay Jay just doesn't do anything, does he? No, but, no, Mark, but he is like Jay. Mark just wants to bring me down. No, no, I don't. I'm not bringing you down. I like Jay. So now I'm going to do Mark (laughs) and I'm going to sort of readjust my, uh, my, my speech. Um, what would I say about Mark? (laughs) 
<laughs> You've had all this time to think about something nice. Wait, do you actually think that I've been thinking about it? Oh, I just assumed I've just you would. I've to just it. said you've got the gift of the gab, and now you can't come up with anything. Yeah, sell him. Yeah. You, yeah. You're a sales. Sell, sell, sell more. If, if you sell, if there's one thing I can't you. do, yeah. is back it up. Um, now, nah, I think um, I think Mark is the the father that I never had. Um, oh, blind me! Actually, hit quite hard. That, that really that really hits hard, especially after a few drinks. Um, yeah, Mark's the father that I never had. Um, he's pledged his later life, not his whole life, but his later life to helping the next generation strike it big, which is something that really resonates with me. I really love that. Um, hard grafter, never misses a day's work. He's even up for refilming a podcast when we were too drunk the first time to get it done right. Um, and yeah, they're all the things that I love about Mark, but I think he's the, he's the internet dad for the next generation to soak up, including myself. And uh, a true hard grafter with some real wisdom up there. What do you like most about being on the team? Me? Yeah. The clout. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was getting really like touching there, wasn't it? That and was then, emotional there. I love that. Just surface level again. What I've, got, is it about, I've got a little bit of dust in my eye. But the thing is, Kai, what mm. is it about getting clout? Because you are about the clout. Obviously, you like the nice watches, but we both do. Mm. Um, and then going out to the tap room mm. and, and getting a bit of attention. You do like that, mm, wearing nice clothes. Mm. What is it about that that you, you're drawn to? I think it's probably something that I never had. So it's a, a chase for something that you never had in earlier life and just the want for more. The more watches, the more clothes, more attention, more fame, anything you can get more. Does it make you happier? I mean, a new watch always hits different, yeah. But now you've had it for a while, do you, you feel that same level of happiness all the time? No, but I'm chasing the next one. What are you getting I, I'm after that chocolate day date. And then do you think there's an end to this pursuit of, of wealth to get things? No. no. Do you not feel though, I mean, when I put a nice watch on, mm. it doesn't have to be brand new. Could be, I, I could have had it in my collection for three, four years. I always feel nice putting it on. Yeah, Never changes. Listen, every time you put a Rolex on, it hits different for sure. It's a great position to be in and I appreciate it. Humble. All the way, because that's what I am through and through. Humble. What do you, because we're all successful in our own right. We've all made money. Um, obviously, pr production business, uh, production company with me as well. Dad's in your retail. And you, I guess you were in retail as well with your early businesses in um, on eBay and, and selling gaming accessories. When you make it to a certain degree of wealth, making six figures a year plus, mm. do you think uh, gold diggers come? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, do you do you think it's bad that a woman um, is attracted, or women in general, or seems to be more attracted to someone that's successful and has resources and money? I, I would say no. no. I don't blame them. But there's nuance to it, right? Because someone that has money, generally speaking, especially if they're self-made, mm. it's not necessarily the money that's always attractive, although for some gold diggers it might be the money. A lot of the time, to get to a situation where you've got a certain amount of money, there's qualities that you have that are also attractive, whether it be that, you know, determination, motivation, leadership, okay. whatever. Do, do you think that you have those qualities from the start and that's why you earn the money? No. Or do you think earning the money causes you to change your mindset and the person you are and then become more attractive? Yeah. Second. I think a little bit of both. I think definitely your past experiences will shape the type of person you are, the type of personality you have, for sure. Did I you, think if most women are... <clears throat> absolutely honest um they will probably go with 
you know, a, a, a guy that's not that rich, as long as he's reasonably good looking. Um, but if they're honest about it, they would want him to grow that wealth. I mean, mo- most women will want a certain amount of wealth because at the end of the day, they're after two things. One is, uh, you know, obviously a strong guy in the past was to protect their family. And nowadays, you don't necessarily have to be strong to protect your family, but if you've got value and you've got money, you can protect your family in that way. And it's all about nurture, isn't it? So when she has the children in the family, they've got to be looked after and and looking for somebody who's got the money. Ideally, they are going to be able to provide. And if they can provide that's security and I think a lot of women are after security at the end of the day and let's face it guys marriage in well in my opinion I can only speak for my opinion marriage is is always sided towards the 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 woman it's something a guy does I think for the woman and it gives her her security and I think uh, on the female side that is what most women want they want that security okay so playing off that you know there's something i've always been worried about is getting married Mm. and i don't know how you guys feel about it but if you have a significant net worth obviously marrying and getting it wrong and then having a divorce and completely losing half of all the stuff you work for half of the business half of your net worth money real estate whatever it is would would you get married in the future yeah i agree i think that now that you're in the position that you're in with the girl that you're in, I'm less scared. But I almost think me and Mark have probably shared the same fear for your marriage for the last few years. I think it's a worrying thing. Lately, with one of my past girlfriends. Yeah, lately, yeah. I'm less so worried. Don't know about you, but I'm, no, I'm not I'm worried. So. I mean, you know, let's let's be honest. I was uh, my net worth was way in excess of a million when I married your mother. Were you were you worried about that? No. Why Why should sure? I be worried? What, why? Because why? girls are out here trying because to get a free m- lunch. Mum's told me multiple times, if you were to do anything sus, she would leave you and take half of it. Well, I don't do anything sus. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I suppose. Is, but... is that almost fair, though? If you're in, a, you're in a committed marriage, right, and the understanding is this is how we, this is the rules, this is the boundaries of our relationship. If someone, therefore, you know, does something bad or cheats or whatever, is it not fair enough that the woman can then go, well, you did cheat on me, so yeah, I'm taking half your money. I completely agree, right? And especially if the woman has helped you build that business and has made the money with you. However, what if that woman goes and cheats on you and and then then asks for a divorce to go to this new guy and then takes half of your stuff as well? Nothing you can do about it. You can only only concentrate on what you can do anything about. Well, can can you not do something about can you like prenups and stuff? Can you not do, you can't do not that really in the, in the UK? UK. In the UK. You can do right. them, but they're not legally binding, right? So even if you got like a, a lawyer um, on both sides to talk to both parties, a different lawyer, and then signed a document in the in the US, it would be binding. But here, no, like they take it into account, but truthfully, they'd probably just split it straight down the middle. See, that's worrying, there, isn't it? Because what, what percentage of people realistically are going to get divorced? a lot right more than half probably or at least around that two number. and three so shouldn't we really all be thinking quite a lot about that like even because you everyone gets married and thinks they're in love and we're not going to break up obviously that's why you get married so is it not quite worrying that the chance that you are going to separate is actually very hard but i agree but this is why i worry for curtis because for me it's not something that i think about personally right now in my life i do not care it's not even on the cards but you Don't have even... a reasonable net worth right and mm. if you were to get married to your girlfriend mm. who you've been with for a long time mm. And if she cheated on you mm. and you know wanted a divorce, mm. 
or if things just weren't working out and you want to divorce yeah but i i feel like i feel like it's something that you think about a lot more than me when it comes to kids and and marriage and things like that that's something that you think i mean at the end of the day you if you either want to fight for your relationship or you don't Mm. a relationship is a roller coaster Mm. without a doubt it's it's got ups it's got downs you can fight you can have fun you know it's all within a relationship and i think the more guys that wait till they're about 28 30 in my opinion you become the man you're going to be for the majority of the rest of your life if not for the whole of the rest of your life and the 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 lady you choose to be your wife or partner or whatever you know that's going to be the case as well you know so what if what if that woman cheats on you though are you going to still fight for the relationship that's a difficult one, isn't it? I, I would hope that, you know, as I have in my situation, I would choose, you know, a lovely lady to get married to that I wouldn't expect to do that. But what, doesn't, what every, if, doesn't everyone think that? That's why they get married, right? Yeah, and that, that's no, the I thing, don't right? necessarily think they do. And I then think you, people rush into it. You work for like as hard as you can on the businesses to earn money. And I don't know if we want to go into this, Tom, but like working sometimes puts girls off, doesn't it? Oh, it does. Well, when you're, I guess, in the stage that we're all in, where we're working insane hours and we're grinding Mm. and we've got a goal that we're trying to reach, Mm. you know, you might be with a girl that, for example, doesn't or demands more of your time, wants more attention that you can, that you just can't give without neglecting your goals, which let's be honest, later down the line, you're going to regret because you're almost going to begrudge that person for, you know, I, I kind of let go of some of my ambition to please you, which I don't think is a, a good move either. They, they've got to sign up to the same things you want to sign up to. And you, it's all about honesty, isn't it? And as I've said before, on multiple occasions, you know, I said to your mother, I'm very, very, you know, bad at giving my time away. You know, I'm, I'm, it's not something I can do very easily. But when I do, and when we do go out, you'll have 100% of my attention, you know, but I am selfish with my time. You know, and, and and as long as you know that's because you're building towards a future and then you have a child, there you are. <laughs> and, there he is. And, and, yeah, just like that. <laughs> just popped just out. Just popped out. Yeah, you um, said you worked out how that happened and yeah, didn't want to do it again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You stopped that. <laughs> yeah, and then, then you, you, you're working towards that goal. And if that goal is to have a nice house, to have, be financially sound and to provide for your family, then you've all got to sign up for that. Do you, do you think having me actually cause you to stay together or do you think if you didn't have me would you still be together i think we'd be together yeah i think so why not i don't know i i feel like lots of couples have a baby to save their relationship they're like oh this is the thing that's going to stick us together and lots of women say oh yeah i'm staying with him because of the kids well, they may well do, but I don't think that was the you, case. You were just us. too difficult. If they didn't have you and they had someone yeah. else, they might have had three. Yeah, to be honest, <laughs> when it was you, to be honest, we had you and we nearly split up. Yeah, we <laughs> <laughs> made it worse. No, but is that actually true? No, of course it's not. No, you're no, very happy. Yeah, yeah, very happy. Yeah, but going going back to what you just said there, though, like, not you know, some girls will demand all of your attention. Whatever, that's fine. Mm. It's not necessarily a bad thing. They're not a bad person. It's just you two might not be really well suited. If you're someone that needs to work all the time and yeah. needs to grow and has these things, they're not. It's okay. That's just a sign there for, okay, we're not right together. Maybe I need someone that is accepting of that and doesn't demand as much attention, whatever. So at the end of the day, it's it's not... 
it's no one's fault for being how they are. It's just a, a learning curve of, okay, this is the type of girl that I now want to be with, someone that understands this. And as a guy, if you give up your ambitions to please the girl, you're going to begrudge that at some stage, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, 100%. So, so you're, you're, you're going to end up splitting up because of that. So you're better off to be honest from day one about what your goals are, what that takes to achieve that. If one isn't happy with that situation say it now it doesn't matter if she's a 10 out of 10 you can't change where you want to be yeah well like what's your guys opinion on hustle culture because there's obviously been a big move towards like oh yeah you don't want to work so hard you want to have work-life balance versus like what we do we work day in day out to, to make a future for ourselves what do you think what do you think is the best way to do it I I have a mixed opinion. I think it just depends on the person. Like for me personally, I've been both sides of the spectrum because I've definitely got to a stage where I'm burnt out a few times where I'm like, this is unhealthy. It's making me ill. I'm not being productive. It's, it's a bad thing that I'm working too much. But the majority of the time, if you don't push it too far, I love working. So it doesn't, it's not, if you love it, you're not going to get burnt out. Have you always been like that? Or have you only been like that with the videography stuff? Um, like every, you, you've said multiple times in the past how many jobs you've done like yeah loads of different things crazy yeah. jobs yeah, yeah. Like, do you want to say a few now uh I'm, i've done it all any any shitty job you can think of i mean i've been a pot washer club promoter i've been a club promoter i've been a drum teacher i've been a landscape gardener i've been a butcher i've been a on candlestick the, maker on the sausage machine weren't you i've been on the sausage yeah. machine in the but i've done pretty much everything so yeah, I would say I, I have always been like that. What, did the... you put your all into every single one of those jobs? You went in and you felt a purpose with that job. Uh, I wasn't passionate about washing the greasy pots in the kitchen. Um, but in terms of always feeling the need to be progressing or working, whether that's, okay, I was a pot washer, now I'm front of house. Always having that, there's a next step that I needed that, yeah. Did you always know what your passion was? Like, this is another thing that we see people in the comments say all the time. Like they, they they don't know what to put their effort in. They're just doing everything under the sun, but they've got no real burning passion and desire that can make them work hard all the time and reach their goals. Well, I think I think a lot of people have got to try a lot of things, just like Tom said. And when you try a lot of things, eventually you find out what you... Well, first of all, what you dislike doing, um, and you'll find a lot of dislikes, but then you start finding things you do like, and then you can skill stack those together and you become an individual that's very good because you you know what you're good at. A lot of people fall into a job and, you know, when I say fall into a job, you might go to university, you might end up being a stockbroker, an architect, a doctor, but you might not like it, but you are stuck, mm. you know. So doing multiple jobs, I think, does tell you what you really don't like, you know. Yeah, I, I kind of, I guess my, my question was angled at, did you always have that passion within you? And did you know what you were passionate about and you were doing all of these things to make some money? Or were you actually looking for a passion and you found it along that path of trying things? I mean, I was always passionate about a few different things. So it could have gone either way, to be honest. Like I was passionate about music, for example. I was passionate about acting. I was passionate about videography. Endless other things. So in my case, I just looked at, okay, look, what do I enjoy? 
And then it's a case of, okay, what kind of lifestyle do I want? That's another good way to look at it. Certain things, you know, I could be really passionate about being an actor, for example, or everyone knows that that's a very, very difficult thing to pursue. And if you love it so much that I don't care if I'm homeless when I'm 50, as long as I'm acting, that's fine. For me, it wasn't that burning. So then it's, okay, what what do I enjoy? Well, okay, I quite like videos and social media and YouTube. Well, is there a market for that? Yes. Can you make money from it? Yes. But, this but is interesting. Why now. decide to, so you did all of the other things as jobs, but you yeah. decided when you did videography, the same as me, to go and do client work and start your own business. So why did you decide to do that? And this is a broader topic as well for all of us. Do you think starting a business is for everyone? Uh, for that second question, do I think starting a business is for everyone? No. No. And, and why did you decide to go down that route? Uh, because I think within me, I am entrepreneurial. So I've always had that thing, whatever we define it as. The, the make, spirit. Yeah, the spirit that makes me want to build something for myself or work on my own. Or, um, But where does money come into it for you, though? Is it all passion or money? Because for me, I think that money makes the world go round. And I think that passion and, and doing what you love is important. For example, I've just been away for a week. Yeah. Coming back, my friends don't want to come back. You know, They don't want to come to reality and work the job they're working. But for me, it's, it's not like that at all. Of course, I'm happy to come back and work. But money is, of course, an important factor. But Kai, could, could, you pay, could you be paid to do anything? Like, no. If the bag was big enough, would you do it? Yeah, yeah, you within, would. Within, you would. Re, within reason. Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, it depends and depends how big the bag is. But yeah, money is the motive always. I would say Kai, out of the three of us, this isn't derogatory yeah. no, no, at all. I agree. I know um, what you're going to say. Is the more driven by the money than, than any of us. But I think I come from the worstest, poorest background out of all of us. Yeah, and I would agree with that as well. So money for I me don't, is everything. I don't think that's necessarily the reason. I do think you, you, you like... You like the things money can can give you, and there's nothing wrong with that either. But hustle culture, I mean, it's supposed to be a new phrase, isn't it? A new thing, hustle culture. I mean, I worked my ass off, you know, when I started out. Well, even before I started out, when I was at school, I was working all the time. Anytime I could earn some money, I was working. Um, and you're right, you can get ill. I mean, I've got seriously ill three times by overworking, I think three or four times. You know, and it's not a great thing, but... You come back from it and you change things so you're a little bit better and you can you know, work things out. But you've got to work. You, you, if you want to get anywhere, you've got to work. Whether that's up here nowadays because a lot of it's more mental work, you know, and you can you know, earn an absolute fortune if you're just very clever and you're on digital media and all that sort of stuff. It's fantastic. And if you're manual, again, you've got to work. You've got to put the time in. You've got to put the hours in. Not doing, <laughs> not doing the manual I, I think that we need I don't mean to cut you off there but I think we need to define what hustle culture is though are you chasing a passion and a fulfilled life or are you chasing money what is hustle culture I, I, think, I would say it's mandatory because what's mandatory hustle culture because a lot of people I think you can do both though to answer that question quickly you can be chasing passion and money or money without passion as long as you're working hard but every day as a young man as a young man you've got to work your absolute an excuse phrase, so I don't swear much, you're nuts off until you're at least 30 and build your, put the foundations to your empire. I I agree. Why did you say young man and not young man? And also, when did nuts become a swear word as well? No, that's fine. I don't think it means that one. But why did you say, why did you say young man and not young person? 
Well, well because that's a different topic well, now. <laughs> most most of our audience is young guys, and I think for a for a young guy, if you want to have attract a nice young lady, um, then you need to ha- have an empire in place, or certainly the foundations of where you're going. And between leaving school at eighteen or twenty two or whatever the age that happens to be. By the time you're 30, you should have the foundations. Let's call it your castle. You should have them in place and you should be starting to build the walls. You know, everything should be starting to move forward for you. I I think that makes sense because coming back to the original topic, which which was gold diggers, I just think women do value um, money and security and and success above how like um, men would value it for women. If women had all of that stuff, they don't mind too much. They'd rather they came into their world. In yeah, general, but I think the idea of we or we're trying to be successful for women is, for me anyway, fuck that. That's just, I don't even think about it. It doesn't come into it. Like, isn't that's, that the, the end goal for everyone? That's the no. thing that under um, it is. Undermines it is for I think for the majority men. of people. I think that's quite yeah, sad. I, I agree, Tom. Yeah, but it might be. I, it, I think that's quite no, sad. It might not be something you're thinking about every day. Mm. It's just an innate thing. Like you want to be in a position where you're the strongest. You've got all of the money and the resources so that you can have offspring. You know, it's a genetic thing. Sure, but I think if you're doing it purely because I'm going to get a top level girl in in the next twenty years, I think that's so one. I don't. It being I don't. The main driver. It's maybe yeah, not I, the main. Yeah, driver. I don't. I don't think it can work as a main driver because ultimately no one cares that much. But you also, know, you, and you're going to give up in ten years as well. The girl that you get that's a top level girl won't be the top level girl anymore. So it's a never ending cycle. Yeah, that, of just that's why you upgrade you every have. ten years. Oh, right. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> no, you're not. I. This is what I think. I just think. Personally, there's so much fucking. Well, they wouldn't. You wouldn't hustle because you just go on Hinge and get one like that. <laughs> there's no need to hustle. They, they don't care what job you have <laughs> or what's in your bank account. Listen, he doesn't even. What does his bio say? They don't even know what no. he's doing. It's all just a mystery. No, guys, didn't she say the other night? She was like, something like, oh, that's nice. That's nice. What you do? If if you enjoy it. Oh, okay, we, enjoy we're not. It. We can't discuss. We can't discuss <laughs> dates on here because you never know. But oh, that's cute. If you enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh that little thing that you've got going on editing that guy's video that's what if, some if girls you like it some girls don't care right some girls might be really impressed by that does that some, make you want to more do they don't don't they care because they don't want you as a long-term partner because they're looking for more of a short-term thing maybe uh, they don't mind tom when they don't care does it make you want to more well, in general when a girl yeah, doesn't like, care when they don't care what you do they don't know what you're on does that make you want to more <laughs> Uh, no, I want a girl that's interested in what I'm doing. Yeah, I'd agree case. with that. But if they're too interested. Yeah. That doesn't really when, put when, me off. But, that when, doesn't but put when me they off. already know what you're on, they know how much money you're making, they know what you're doing and they're just all over you. They can't wait to leave with you. You find that good? Yeah, I don't. I don't. How mind. about that one that was texting you constantly? You Stop, we can't just air. <laughs> all of, yeah, well, well, it's, we'll you're tag right, them all right, in the description. Right. Welcome to Tom's blind date episode. <laughs> so yeah, no, Tom is actually on the market. Yeah, ladies, um, just slide in if you're interested. Form an orderly queue. Yeah, the the zero point two percent of girls that are watching this. Listen, I'm available. I'm on the market. Um, no gold diggers though. Yeah, none. <laughs> so something I thought would be fun is if we go around and kind of come up with a plan of how we would start from scratch and make a hundred K. So if we start with the main man himself, me, is that, I don't know. You, uh, you, you, I think you, you pointed at me then. I'll you be honest decide. with you. Bro. Well, let, let's start off with Kai. All I know is I was the main man last time, but obviously throughout this episode, you have been doing very well. So it might've changed. I don't know, Listen. but I'll take it. It's, it's funny actually, because if I was going to make a hundred K right now, what would I do? 
it's something that from I, scratch. Yeah, from scratch. In, in what time frame? And you've got no money. Well, yeah. it's up to you how fast you make. Okay, how, cool. how much money? Oh, do you 100%, have? hundred percent. I can nail. Can it. I have what? a grand? What to start off with? Yeah, sure. You don't need it for what I'm. No, 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 cash. Nothing. No cash. Hundred percent. So for me, hang on. Do you keep your knowledge or not? Yeah. Keep yeah, knowledge. that's all we I have. Think, I think I don't even need that. Oh, Jesus. Well, he hasn't got any. Yeah, I'm going to rob a bank. Nah, I, I genuinely, I am, when it comes to any sort of, uh, you know, editing or anything like that side of the business, I do not know. It's also alien to me. I'm not interested in it <laughs> at all. But I think that if I was going to make 100K right now, this is something that I've even been considering telling my friends, I think video editing, 100%. I've been saying it for weeks now that there is a huge shortage of video editors in the YouTube space. People that not only know how to edit a good video, but actually understand the psychology of how YouTube works, what makes people watch a video for a long period of time, how to get them to click, all of that stuff. I think there's a huge shortage and I think people will pay six figures with ease for someone that truly knows how to do that without much input from themselves or, you know, any guidance so, or training. So, so if you were to start from scratch 100%. right now, mm. you would the do knowledge, yeah. you would learn video editing. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Yeah, I would. If There's I had no way. Okay, okay, let me say okay. With your current okay. skill set, would, your... would would I do it? No. Well, what would you do? Okay. I would... I take everything from you. Okay. What are you gonna do? Would I do it? No. Would I recommend it to someone else? Okay, yes. but that's not the question. So so really what you've done is I'll I'll go first. I'm gonna steal Tom's obvious answer <laughs> that Tom's gonna say. And uh, but that's I've not been saying this for I'm a long time. No, me no, and Curtis no, have been having a conversation. It's true. It's okay, true. so what's the question? What I'm I gonna, would do? I'm going to take everything from you right yep. now, even that Rolex. Yep. What are you going to do? What are your first moves? If yeah. I was Kai, what I would do is I would find a business that is, let's say they're selling high ticket, whatever, whether it's a program or cars or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I'd work commission only yeah. for mm. that person, mm. make them a ton of money mm. and make 100K quite easily. Yeah, but yeah. that's such a simple answer. And I think that's not, using no, your skills. That, so, is, that but, is something. But I haven't got a pot to can, piss. Yeah, but that is something anyone anyone can do. But it, anyone can do what I just said. Yeah, but it, yeah. No, they can't though. It takes a lot more, doesn't it? With if, your if you skill set, you'll make six figures selling stuff way quicker than you will editing videos because you don't mm. have the creative right, Tom, thing well, in your I brain. I just wanted to provide some practical advice to the audience while also taking your idea. So that's Kai's answer. Yeah. So let's Move go on, on to Kai Tom's use, answer. No, Kai would use his gift of the gab and sell anything under but, the sun. But someone watching this might not have that though. So yeah, but th I'm that... talking about you. Right, let's go on to Tom. So I would, uh, has anyone heard of OnlyFans? <laughs> No, I'm joking. <laughs> uh, what, what is probably that? Quite successful. The, 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 <laughs> I appreciate it. The, the truth is, I would do. I, I'd love to think of something other than what Kai just said. I would do something in a creative field. So I would learn uh, a, a skill, whether that be web design or graphic design or video editing, anything like that. that but, you, but technically, if we had our knowledge, you wouldn't need to learn it again. Right. Okay. So if, if we're literally talking about me, I would get a bunch of clients and edit edit videos at a certain price point or monthly retainers, and that'll be that. Why yeah, are you that, stealing that's, my That's idea. what you used to do, right? What would you do to actually take that to the next level? What would be the next step of that business? The next step, I think, there's a couple of things you can do for anyone that's like starting out freelancing. Because um, at the start, you kind of just do a bit of everything, uh, and it's almost like you're you're just fishing in a massive ocean for whatever whatever you can catch um there's no intent there and then to get to the next level once you've got your skills you know if say you're a videographer or a video editor you might do wedding films and club promos I've and social media, everything right the next stage is then okay what's the 
specific niche that I can focus on. Because then suddenly, instead of going, I'll have any fish, you're going, I want tuna fish. You know where to look for the tuna fish because they're in certain ponds, right? And then if you're someone that loves tuna, you're going to go to the guy that knows how to catch tuna instead of the guy that exactly. knows how to catch so, everything. So you become the specialist in your field. It's that whole, you know, if you want a nice steak, would you go to the buffet or would you go to the steak restaurant, right? So And Kai would never go to a buffet. No, never. exactly. <laughs> Literally never. So you become specialist. Therefore, you can charge higher ticket prices because I'm Tom. I do this very well in this specific niche only. People look at that and go, okay, that's... You, you must be very good at that. And then I'd find a way to productize that service. So for example, do something that you can do over and over and over again, almost like a copy and paste thing. So if you're so editing- So are you still trading your time for money at this stage? Right now, yeah. This is, this is but just this the, is the fastest way to 100K. This, this is, is not a Yeah, this is just the business. progression that I went through, right? So I might narrow it down and say, I'm working with this type of person. You can narrow it down even more and say, okay, well, I'm going to be the master at making 10 to 15 minute talking head YouTube videos. That's what I do, right? It's so much easier then to take that and replicate it from client to client. The pricing stays the same. Everything stays the same, right? And you even get if you rid were of all to that get other process. editors to start working for you, you have the same structure and the same systems and processes with the edits. So yeah. you can copy and paste that as well. Systems and processes, that's it. And then, then, of course, the next stage, once you've got that copy and paste method, okay, now using the brand that I've built and the connections that I have, let's start bringing on other team members, teach them this method, and then eventually your hands off and people are kind of doing things for you behind the scenes. Sounds good. We've just built a million pound business. You went <laughs> no, too far. No, to be honest with you, yeah, that would be 100%. a million, yeah, million pound business. Yeah. But anyway, I want to hear the, the practical one that dad's going to say well what i would do it, it, and it is going to be the practical one because basically i'm a practical sort of guy i would um i'd open up an ebay shop straight away i would go around any industrial estate you can mention most towns have got an industrial estate every single business on that industrial estate has stock they cannot sell because they've not got enough of it to bother listing it, it's out of date, or they've only got, let's take a plumber, they've got one tap, they haven't got a matching tap, they've got a shower head, but they haven't got a shower body that suits it. You list that product on eBay, do a commission deal with the people you're getting it from, they'll be overjoyed to get rid of it, you'll be overjoyed to sell it, you're selling to a world market, they haven't got time to do it. And I think you can make 100K incredibly fast. I mean, incredibly fast within a few months. So now, you're offering a, a stock liquidation service to the yeah. people that can't sell their stock and it's yeah. just sitting in the warehouse, taking up space where they have new dust. products and coming in. Is this exactly something you've that. seen right now? This is something for absolute sure. The other thing I would do as well on, on the side okay. of that is uh, what um, Mr. Pineda said to us as well. And that is, um, I mean, right next door to one of my main warehouses is a furniture uh company and they when they sell furniture they collect the old furniture free of charge and dispose of it mm. i tell you what most of this furniture is perfectly sellable absolutely perfectly sellable and they pay to dump it and get it burnt and you can have it you can have it for free have it for free and sell it i mean there's a lot of money out there to be made um but you've got to get your hands a little bit dirty see i don't like getting my hands dirty that's why i'd video edit <laughs> I, you can't video edit though. I hear it's a pretty good yeah, thing I, to do I can't video I, edit I think you, I you need to have some kind of innate skill to be able to video edit and you need that creativity I think the way that I took the question is whether that's what you asked or not is if someone came to me right now and said how can I make 100k that's what I would say so what would you do then Curtis 
I would find someone with a very high priced um, program, some kind of mentorship or even a, a product of some kind that sells to the super rich and wealthy. And they um, obviously are going to need sales pages. So I would use my copywriting skills to write all of those pages for their websites. Also write their content because I know what kind of content works on social media and I could explode their brand. I'll take a percentage of their sales and I reckon I could make 100K within a week. Yeah, because they're going to make millions. You're offering a and service. you're going to make 100K. You're selling through print. So instead of just doing the, the sales on the phone, like you could do, mm -hmm. like selling the, the high price services, you can you can sell to so many more people in a much shorter amount of time. So, now, so now AI's put you out of that job. No, but what it What are you going to do uh, now? Okay, so I've experimented with AI and... <laughs> It is good. It can do a certain amount of things, but you need to have the human structure there in place. Like you need to understand how humans think. And maybe AI will get there in the future. Maybe it's not there at the moment, but you need to be able to know how to kind of touch those mental triggers in the brain to make someone buy a product or, or watch a video. And it's just something that AI can't replicate. It's got no soul. I would say moment. it can replicate it though. Like not, maybe not now, but eventually AI will be able to literally analyze all human thought processes and everything and know what triggers to hit See, different people better than a human. I just could. don't think that it can feel emotion because it's never felt emotion in its life. How would it feel that? But you could maybe define emotions as in science. I, maths, I don't you know? think you can quantify emotions in ones and zeros. I, I just don't think you can do it. Maybe you will be able to, but once it gets to that stage, it will be sentient. And then is AI going to be running the world? Like who's going to be running and, our country? And I think that whole thing is just so sad. I think AI is going to go way too far. And if it does learn what you're talking about, I think that's seriously worrying. Well, AI can already to a degree use people's, um, you know, whatever triggers certain people to sell stuff. For example, if you if you look at your Facebook page and you see ads for something, that's already tailored to you, but which AI I has don't done think that's true, to though. know that you would want to see this type of okay, ad. It's targeting it, but it, you can't connect with yeah. a human in the same way they are. If I asked it to make a sales page, it would make something bog standard and it would, yeah, it would do the job, but it wouldn't really hit the emotion. And that's exactly what I was going to say. If, if I was going to get a YouTube script or a sales page or uh, anything of that nature right now, and give one to ChatGPT and one to Curtis, the one that Curtis produces is going to be better than what the AI produces in terms of human emotion, trigger points, making someone want to watch, want to buy, or something of that nature. I agree, but also, you know, 12 months ago, no one even spoke about the word AI. So think how rapidly things are happening. Mm. But that's yeah, scary. But like, Come back I in five I... years time and see what AI is. Th there's and... going to be much bigger problems than me writing a sales page if AI can do so that. So what do you think about soul. that? As in what? AI becoming what you're talking about. Do you like that? It'll become, course, it'll become everything. It'll become video So, so, so chat GPT, these new mm. uh, Apple AI goggles, all of that stuff, you know, what what do you think about that for I, terms of the, the world? I think the um, the Apple goggles, uh, the Apple Vision, I think they're mm. called, I, I think it's very cool. I'll get that certainly. Um, just having, it's like Iron Man, isn't it? Having those those goggles on, having the screens and putting them anywhere. I think the, the cinema on a plane looks really cool. Being able to block out everything and just be on your own looking at a film i think that's brilliant but yeah I, I see where you're coming from it is definitely scary if ai starts taking over what about if people start worrying about their world inside these goggles more than outside of their goggles that's what i think scary i think people rely on it too much and the person that they become in this fake world isn't who they really it's, are it's already happening and as mm. soon as they come to the the real world then they'll realize that they're not what they people, thought they people, were with these goggles on it's like people caring about their 
their Snapchat score mm. it, or their verification tick or their amount of followers. It's already in a virtual world that we're, we're, we care about these things. It's, it's already there to an extent. I, I think it would be okay if, you know, the real world is integrated. It's augmented reality versus having a complete virtual reality that's detached. I think that would be the the worst thing possible, and I, I reckon these these Apple um, goggles or a- Apple Vision are becoming so popular because they blend your world with you know the virtual world and having these screens pop up and people can still see your eyes. I don't think people want to be fully immersed. I, I agree with that ninety percent. I think I they do. Say. Well, if you look at the Oculus goggles mm. versus the Apple Vision. Why have the Oculus ones not taken off when they're the ones that emerge? Because they're just the not good world. enough, though. Okay, obviously let's... Apple have taken it to a new level, but I think that back to the point that you was touching on is that they touch on augmented reality. I agree with that. But if I had a job interview with you now or something like that, and I had these goggles on, I would be way more confident in this fake room with you, with all of this make believe augmented reality, than I would if I was really here. In Why person. would you be more confident? Because it's not real. But it is real. It's my, it's my, it's my avatar that I've it, made myself. I, I, I get that. But what, what if the avatar looked exactly like you? Yeah, it's it, still it, a different vibe. It's insane. like being a keyboard warrior. You're almost protected to, to, that you're to, not actually to get there. in a room. Why? Rock a room. threat of violence, isn't there? That's nah, the only no, thing. Nah. No. Yeah, but it's that's just, the only thing about being in person, which would be different. But it's There'll just rocking no a room, violence. But just rock. Like you can get on an Xbox chat and chat shit, but to really rock a room. Yeah, but that's because you're hiding behind a name that isn't you. Yeah. If it's you. I think on, on YouTube, hate comments did die down when they made all the names like actual real names mm-hmm. because people didn't hide behind usernames and say shit that mm-hmm. they didn't actually mean just for fun of it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot, if you asked a lot of people that were scared of job interviews, would you rather do a job interview over Zoom or in person? They'd say in Zoom, well, yeah, it's just there's a screen. There's something about having that screen, not being in the actual presence of people. I understand that, that is more comfortable for but people. But with, with augmented reality, you would be in the presence of people. It wouldn't be on a screen. Screen. you'd be in the world with them yeah but yeah but you're aware i guess to an extent that that's you're not actually in that but they're group. seeing you and they're seeing you exactly but how I'm you're not be. but i'm seeing your little dudes if you couldn't distinguish if you're there or not with these goggles on which it will get to the stage yeah why is that any different Maybe it's not, maybe it is, but I just think that's so well, sad. I think just get me in that room with these real people and let's do some real business and just, I hate all that fake shit. We were afraid, or I say we were, obviously there's been lots of things throughout the, the years, the Industrial Revolution people were afraid of. You know, there's it, always something that people are afraid of. If you're going to allow the progression, there's not a lot you can do about it. you got to live with it, you got to encompass it you've got to try and understand it the best you can you've got to try and work forward with it the best you can i mean obviously i worry because i speak to i mean i'm 55 as most people know but i would say most of my friends sort of cut off at 50 they they didn't want to learn any more technology because they didn't need to they, they knew everything and they're all the people that are going to be left behind. I mean, obviously, I'm lucky. I've got you there, Curtis, and you guys, and you keep me up to date with everything, and I enjoy it because of that. Um, and I will fight for as long as I can to keep up with the technology. But think of all the people that are going to be left behind. It, it's awful, really. <laughs> it is awful. Yeah, so you're always a big advocate as well for going and meeting people and pressing the yeah. flesh. As and this were. is something I really resonate with. And I was just about to ask that. Yeah. Uh, what about his trip yeah. to, to China? Yeah. Mm. 
how was that recently? Because obviously, where did you go? China, Hong uh, Kong? Vietnam, and, China, Hong Kong. And how would that compare to, let's just say that you could put these goggles on and go there? Uh, completely different. Yeah. Well, I agree, different. And that's what I agree with. So why why do you think it... I understand kind of now why it is important, but even when we had the goggles, like why would it be important for you to go and meet these manufacturers? Well, I, th I think when you, you sit down and you have a meal with people you and you, you, you gain a friendship, you gain a trust. That's interesting. So you're talking about the time where you're not actually in a meeting. You get that other time with them. Yeah, but it's like playing golf with someone. Mm. You know, when you play golf with someone, it's not just going for the game. It's going for the, you know, the little bit of talk the socialise and the chat afterwards in the bar you know the, the, you could be out for four or five hours playing golf the business takes 10 minutes in the clubhouse so that's Seriously. what you're missing out on you're missing out on the real life not necessarily the business it's the scenario. connections the real connections you know if you're not really meeting someone do you think they really give a monkeys about you you're not his friend he, he'll tell you his friend you've had that experience you're my friend are you you're yeah, my, I do everything for you yeah. well Everyone gets that from him. You know, that yeah. is, that's how it is. You know, but when you meet people you, you, and you socialise with them, um, you laugh with them, you may cry with them. I, I don't know. You experience proper life with people. Is, is, There's a trust. Is socialising the same in um, China, Hong Kong, Vietnam as it is in, in the West? Like, I, I think people, people meeting people is always, you know, very similar wherever you are in the world. Um, obviously, there are language barriers as you go around the world. Um, fortunately for uh, Americans and UK... You could, you could just kind of put a bit of an accent on there. Well, <laughs> a lot of people say I'm effluent in every language, which is basically full of shit. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know if we can bleep that or whatever. Um, nah. But, yeah, but, but Tom, do you think you're... Capable of doing that. Yeah, but at the at, at the end at the end of the day, I might need to do it. We're, we're very lucky. We speak English, and that is the language of the world, pretty much. You know, everyone might not necessarily speak it as their first language, but if you said first language and second language, English is the biggest. Um, just as we use dollars when we speak about currency, even though we're UK based, it's because it, that's the world currency. So English and dollars combined are the world. So when you're talking in business abroad you talk in dollars you talk in english you get on and you have a pretty good time i do really like that kind of i think that wraps up the ai conversation well that it's the moments that you spend outside of business just you know relaxing and, and pressing the flesh as it were They're you know the moments what? where real connections it are all made. comes down to experience doesn't it at the end of the day you try all these different things and uh, all the youngsters will try all these different things but it'll Generally, it'll boil back down to the same thing as it has done through the decades. You know, if you meet with people, you get to like people, you discuss things in person, yeah. it's a smoother transaction. And, and, and when you're coming on the team, Tom, that's why I think it's so important that you're coming down like every week or every other week just to, you know, be in person and, and feel the vibe. And just press the flesh. Yeah. yeah I, sure. didn't, I didn't <laughs> want to use that phrase again, but yeah. I really like that phrase, though. It's something that Mark really... Yeah, but anyway, resonates with me. Talking about the team, we've managed to recently hit 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. This isn't actually the real yeah. plaque. This is one for the second channel. Oh, right, let's, have, let's have a drink to that. But yeah, cheers uh, to, uh, to striking it. Big. Rather than just this, can we can we properly toast it to to all you subscribers out there? Mark. Everyone who presses that button, 
everyone who watches enjoys the podcast um there's a lot of work goes into this um by all of the team this is your, your hardcore part of the team here but hardcore hardcore yeah. um but there's actually a total of 10 of us now work on um the two channels and um you know i couldn't be prouder of the fact that you know i get messages back from you guys saying that we've helped you or you've enjoyed what we've done um and i thank you for that you know it's, uh, it means a lot it means ever such a lot so thank you guys yeah <laughs> so i thought it'd be fun to go through who our favorite guest has been i'll start and how much Whoa. and how much money that episode has made all right am i someone's a, keen so just to clarify i've got full authorization to reveal what it made go for it all right cool right i know straight away my favorite episode was tam khan yeah, he's a cool guy, isn't he? And the reason being that, for one, I think that it was the first time that we properly spoke about religion. And something that you mentioned in the podcast with somebody else earlier today is that in school, that was like one of the least like subjects. If it was yeah. RE, I was not interested. But, you know, the way that he educated me on the topic, it, it made me interested in, in religion, um, which I think was really great. Um, so very, very happy with the Tam Khan episode. And this episode in total received... 331,000 views and it made a grand total of in dollars quick conversion from an uneducated guy i would say about 1.7 thousand dollars yeah yeah it's pretty decent is, isn't it is that less or more than what you would expect considering the production and travel that goes into making an episode like this proper well they, they can't respond <laughs> what do you guys think <laughs> they, they might they let can, me know in they the can comments comment, they might they? let me know in the comments well, yeah. i think it's about right kai yeah, that's, yeah. What, but that's what i want to see in the comments i want some yeah. i, I think that. people probably don't understand how expensive it is to make an episode yeah. to make that episode happen that probably cost us 10 grand and that was our cheapest trip ever yeah. by a long mile. And mm. the equipment on this podcast has probably cost, I'm going to say 40K. Like you got all the new cameras, but then you got all the old cameras, you got the tripods and then getting that gear over. But so expensive. Also, yeah, the carnets, all, all of that stuff. And then the recurring cost of and the a, And the carnet is basically a passport for the cameras. So we can't bring all the equipment in without this. And that costs, what was it? Like a, a thousand yeah, or something so? like that. And then you've got the hassle of also dealing with it and all of that stuff, which I still haven't even done properly. Mm. Next time we'll experience that for sure. But it's all worth it. So thank you and subscribe. <laughs> yes. yeah. But then you've got the rent of the studio and all of this he's, other he's stuff. Still well. going, he's still yeah. going. It's crazy. There's yeah, no, no stopping it. Don't feel it's bad the, about it though. Like we, gift, we, we, we just enjoy it as well. It's, it's the gift that keeps giving. Yeah. Look, my my favourite um, podcast. Oh, hang on. We haven't got Tom's favourite. No, but okay. I'm going to go no, for I'm mine. I'm going to look down the YouTube page yeah. while Mark. Yeah, yeah. my my favourite podcast was Nico Leonard. And yeah, and he is the watch expert on YouTube and on uh, TikTok. Um, he's based in Ireland, yeah. um, but he's not Irish. He's from the Netherlands. Well, yeah. he's kind of Irish. He he's sounds it now. Well, he yeah. sounds like he's Irish, yeah. but he's from the Netherlands. And he is an absolutely amazing guy. We we had great fun with him. Um, we we did a deep dive as well into his background, which was really, really interesting. You made him cry. You did, Mark. I you did, made him sob. I did bring him to tears. If you haven't watched the episode, episode, episode. No, uh, that might be how you say it. Yeah, if you haven't seen the episode on the Mark Tilbury channel, it's well worth looking at because the guy 
we really hit a, a note and get quite emotional mm. um, because he started out as a footballer and he went through all sorts of tragedy, broke bones, various different things, couldn't continue, ended up in jobs that he absolutely hated. And um, just like myself, he decided to quit there and then and uh, didn't turn back. Uh, I, I, I know the figures. That's well, fine. I was going to... Um, just know off Curtis, the, top of your head. the video he so far... The video so far has done around about a quarter of a million views. Um, <laughs> I was going to say a quarter of a million pounds. I'm like, quarter I of so. a million views. And I think you should watch it because it's very entertaining. Um, and it took me back to my childhood a bit because we had a good old kickabout on the football pitch. You were I, scoring blind in headers, Mark. I did score a nice header. I've never seen them like that. Yeah. And um, so for a quarter of a million views, we... Made approximately 1.6 million. Uh, no, <laughs> million dollars. No, you might like that. Million. 1.6 thousand dollars. <laughs> there you go. Is that less or more than what people would think? Do you think when people hear that now they're shocked, or do you well, think, why, think that's why, a bit less? Why don't we ask them? <laughs> I, I think I think mo- know. I think most people would think we'd make more money than that. I, again, I, I actually drove all the equipment to Northern Ireland, did. which from where we are based is a long drive. I, I slept the whole flight. I'll have you know. Yeah, these two flew, <laughs> but uh, I, I did actually drive the whole way, apart from the wet bit where I got on a ferry, obviously. Yeah. Um, but that that was my favourite one. Uh, but I'm going to tell you my most disappointing one as well. All right. Um, because I thought I might as well throw that in. I really wanted to meet this guy. I was so keen to meet him. We wrote out a lot of questions we wanted to write and talk to him about. And unfortunately, um, when he arrived, he did cross out a lot of the questions. And a lot of you guys did actually say in the why comments, why did you not ask this question? Why didn't you mm. ask that question? Look, I'm not going to say what the questions were. You know, you put in the comments. Um we interviewed Graham Stephan. Yeah. It should have got a lot more views. Uh, the guy has done so much for the financial space for you guys um, that watch him. Um, and I don't think he des- certainly didn't deserve the kickback he's had. And I think um, more of you should go back and watch him as well because I think he's very good. Um, but I would have liked to have been able to ask some of the questions that I know you guys yeah, our, our hands were. were a little bit tied on that interview and we were very excited for it. It had been a long time coming. Yeah. And we, we had planned out a whole set of questions, haven't we? And last minute he can, came in. And I mean, literally, can he arrived, crossed out a lot of questions. And, and we can understand why. Yeah. And it's fair enough because it's his prerogative. Um, but for those of you that, that didn't ask why or haven't had the answer... You now can, sort of have. Can you remember that five-minute period where it's like, right, all of our questions have been crossed out. Me and Curtis run yeah. away into another room. It was so we've awkward. We've got five minutes to make a whole new podcast that's going to do well. Mm. Luckily, Mark's a writer, sweet talk, and he's kept it all going in that. So <laughs> we're all good for about five ten. But that was awful. We've it, never had to do it, that. It was disappointing. And like, if you take, obviously, Tate's the one of the, the biggest guests we've had on. And I, I think we're avoiding him. for you know, he's, he's just the obvious, one of the favorite guests. But he sat down and he's like, ask me whatever you want. Nothing's off the table. And the amount of things that we could have brought up that would have been a bit awkward for him were way more than Graham. But I, I just like how he could just... But he just knows he can do that. He, he knows he can handle it. He's got that and in he the can bag. just take it. Whereas, you know, yeah, it was disappointing. I do agree with you. I wasn't actually going to bring but, that up. But and sometimes to, to, you have to face those questions 
I think, for your audience to understand the reasoning behind why what happened happened. And, um, and, and just to kind of back it up a little yeah. bit, he, he has made videos about it on his main channel. Yes. Yeah. And he feels like he's addressed it. And I, I guess that he doesn't want to bring it up again and again and yeah. again. Yeah. But I just feel like openly talking about something and actually, you know, just being open and honest is the best way forward rather than tying. And that's what I, I believe. As but well. like you said, but he, big up anyway. But yeah, he's done a lot to help yeah. young people. He whole, oh, we were 100% so changed my life. Him. If it wasn't yeah. for Graham, I would not be sat here today. 100%. Mm. So fantastic guy. Great episode. All of that. But everything you said about what we wanted to discuss is very true. So my favorite guest has to be Myron. From fresh and fit. I can understand why that was a combative one for you. I can't because you you were actually did quite argumentative. It was a situation I've never seen. Do you think I was argumentative? I no, don't know. I think I just stood I, my ground with. What I, I, I think that episode's great because it has what most podcast episodes of guests should have, which is a dynamic of different opinions and viewpoints. Um, so it was interesting to see the little back and forth between yeah. you guys. I mean, I do agree with a lot of the things he says, but I, I just think that he goes too far and he's surrounded by a certain type of woman um, in, you know... The uh, Miami scene. Just, just Miami. to clarify, what didn't you agree with that that he stands by? Well, the biggest point of that episode, I don't agree that you have to sleep with 50 women to find <laughs> the one, you know? We kept bringing it up again and again and... I know that he, he probably doesn't mean, yeah, you have to sleep with 50 exactly. And it, there is more nuance to it. And he's just saying, go out there and get some experience. But I just don't feel like you need to sleep with that many women or even sleep with, with loads, like even, even 10. If you find the woman that you want to stay with for the rest of your life on two, then that's fine. As long as you've gone out and you've interacted with a lot of women, not necessarily slept with them, that's fine. You don't need to do that. And that's the biggest sticking point for me. I think there was a, a little bit of lack of respect for women. Oh, yeah. I think it was also the um, like how vividly blue pilled that Curtis was in that episode. Um, I think that had a huge, you know, playing factor. In I, it. I, I don't. You're like, so blue pilled. I don't like this whole blue pill thing. Obviously, I've I've started a business, made my money. I've got the girl that I want. You know, I just feel like this whole red pill, blue pill thing is a little bit I, I, sad. I agree. Yeah. And you know what's funny? It is a bit this, sad. This, that episode if for that. me is when it really came to show. Like people in the comments were really debating whether, mm. you know, this guy's blue pill, this guy's red pill, whatever. And that was the first time that I properly saw like, wow, people like really care it, about this whole thing. It's just weird taking like, it so seriously. What pill are you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's I, your star sign? <laughs> yeah, that's what it's like. It's important to, you know, be successful, get the girl that you want, be confident. All of those things I back, but then call it red pill, blue pill, simp and not simping. Like when's a person a simp? You know, that's another thing. Like if you buy, if you buy stuff for a girl and, and then you get called a simp or they're a gold digger, like when, where do you think the line is? Yeah, I, don't I agree. It's very hard to tell. I, I would say it's about for simp, about five grand in one. So, that's the point if you do more than five grand in one sitting then you're a massive I, I think simping is when you're giving overly oh, mad amounts of attention to a, a woman that doesn't that's not, not is not reciprocated and never gonna be yeah if, if you're if you're obsessed with someone and they couldn't care less about you you're a simp yeah. But if you're doing nice things for your girlfriend's birthday and she does nice things back for yours, are you a simp? Because no, no, no. of course you're not. But, but then that's a blue pill show. You, so you can't buy stuff you're just and treat them stuff. well. So, so yeah. Tom, yes. from the other side of the camera, yeah. 
Who was your favourite and, and guest? And bearing in mind, you've seen every episode way more times than any of us mm. have because you're watching that shit through again and again and well, picking out the intro. It's not what you just said. Okay, the greatness. Content. Yeah, the great content. It depends what route I look at it because I have a few favourites for different reasons. If I'm talking selfish reasons off the top of my head right now, I really enjoyed the Justin Waller episode mm. because on that day, as you guys know, I was going through some shit some hypothetical Some stuff. Some hypothetical that we stuff. we spoke about earlier. Okay. That was actually a conversation that was brought up on that episode. Yeah. And no, just, I directed that. Yeah, you kind of directed and I was behind the scenes listening and, and he gave a, a really good response that uh, kind of helped me through that moment. But the Justin Wallet episode did quite well, actually. It got 366,000 views. Um, and it made... He doesn't know how to work YouTube can't. studio. You're, you're getting a boomer. Tell you how to use the <laughs> yeah, app. Yeah, <laughs> it actually made two point three thousand pounds, which in dollars is roughly. I'd say about two point six. About two point six k. So that's pretty good. Pretty good going for that one. It's all right for an hour, isn't it? But or an does hour it keep the lights on? I mean, it just breaks even. I, I worked it out the other day that the podcast probably makes about eighty k a year, and if we take th uh, four trips of twenty grand each, it, it breaks even. You know, but it's all the people that we meet along the way, all of the influences they have on our life. And like even going out and meeting E-Man for that day, and it's just helped us re-strategize with the main channel and, and see what we're doing. And it's just it just makes our life more and fun, doesn't let, it? Let's actually think about it, though. The main channel, not that E-Man is the deciding factor for what we do on the main channel or anything like that, but it's just having that that guidance and sometimes that outside wisdom that you don't consider from your own team. Since we sat down with E-Man on that day, the main channel, well, I don't like to call it the main channel, but the Mark Tilbury channel then compared to where it is now, crazy. Yeah, he just said, look, look this is something you should be really focusing on and double down on it. And obviously, yeah. We'd let it slip a bit for the podcast. Yeah, we let it slip a bit. We were doing more of the things that we found like enjoyable, the traveling and stuff. Of course, we do like doing the main channel, but it is a little bit more work, you know, even though we don't have to travel so much. So I, I think now it's going all good and all the people we've met along the way are kind of joining the dots and they're helping us out. So the, this podcast is really enjoyable and I love doing it with you guys. And so we can address it as well is we will always interview interesting people, won't we? We're not just about you know, the superstars or whatever, it's interesting people. You might not agree with them 100%. We might not agree with them 100%, but they're here because they're interested and they offer some value. And that value might be that they'll tell you how they do something and you'll say, right, I'm going to do that the opposite because that ain't for me. You know, there's certainly something for everyone. And some of the lowest um, viewed guests that we've had, Daniel I mean, Priestley. Dan I'm Daniel just going to say Daniel Priestley. If you watch Daniel's podcast um, on Strike It Big, that guy is giving you, well, what's that worth? It's worth a fortune, isn't it? Probably. Well, it depends if you use it or not. But oh, yes, it but could be worth it. If you a lot. wanted a serious sit down with him about a specific topic, it's it'd be, be a 10, ten, ten, ten grand day. Ten grand day. You've got an hour or, or so. We with, might be actually yeah, lowballing yeah, it. Yeah, Sorry, hour, Daniel. Yeah, an, an hour of Daniel Priestley just giving wisdom. And then you should go and read some of his books as well. Yeah, you've enjoyed reading it. I have, it? yeah. There'll be Amazon affiliate links down <laughs> below if yeah. you want to buy them. Do you know them. what? We had people actually say in the comments, oh, great, yeah, you're selling books, you're selling his books. We haven't, we, we haven't got any affiliate links to sell any of his books or any of no, the, the other books. We're just pleased that he's sat down with us yeah, and spent the time. Exactly that. We just want to you know, listen to interesting people and um, 
learn a bit ourselves. 100%. So on, on that note, we are actually taking a bit of a break, aren't we? we Just a little break. A little what? break. Yeah, we're taking a little break. So no editing, Tom. <laughs> Am I fired or what? <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately, you're going to have to find a new job. Yeah. <laughs> now, obviously, like in the meantime, we'll be editing some episodes and, and, and batching some. Um, but yeah, we just really want to make sure that we're putting out the best quality content um, all the time for you guys. We've got some trips planned in the future. Um, but yeah, and slight break. And big then we'll guests, be back. some big guests yeah, some really in the pipeline. Guests. And if we you... want to batch them so you get them all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded a bit dodgy. <laughs> well, may sound dodgy, but it's going to be good. Yep. <laughs> You've got it. All of the best things are. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> so if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to smash that thumbs up button for the YouTube algorithm and we will see you next. No, no we, we won't because we're on we're, a break. We'll see you some point. Some point on a Wednesday in the future. So it's goodbye from me. And it'll be goodbye from me in a minute. But tell us what your favourite podcasts are in the comments. So it's goodbye from the rest of these yeah, guys. Yeah, and also any question I asked, answer in the comments so I don't look like an idiot. Thank also, you. Also, single Cheers. ladies, hit me up. Yeah, hey, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. No, you got left <laughs> hanging and we're leaving that in. No. And now cut that. <laughs>